0: Hi there from the Communications and Public Engagement team at Summit County, Utah. This is Summit in Six. Let's kick things off and get caught up. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of our weekly news podcast, Summit in Six. Today, we're lucky to have Summit County Clerk, Eve First, back with us for a third time, this time to cover information our listeners should know as the 2024 election cycle begins. With that said, Eve, thanks
1: for being here, and let's get into it. Thanks for having me back, Bridget. I'm happy to be here to share the information related to this year's elections. Things are happening a little differently this year, and the cycle has really already begun, so this information is important to tune into right now.
0: Agreed. In fact, last week, the deadline to change your voter registration for the primary elections passed and the deadline to file for candidacy closed. I think that's a good place to start, Eve. What did we see come of the candidate filings?
1: Well, we had a lot of them. <laughs> um, we have three folks who filed to run for county council seat A, Roger Armstrong, Cammie Richardson, and Tori Welsh. That's two Democrats, Roger and Cammie, and then one Republican, Tory. On county council seat B, we have Tanya Hansen and Betsy Wallace, both Democrats, who are running for that seat. And then county council seat C, we have four candidates, Thomas Cook and Megan McKenna, who are both Democrats. Democrats and Byron Ames and Ari Unites, who are both Republicans. Then for county assessor, county sheriff and county treasurer, our incumbents file and nobody filed against them. So they will all be winning their seats. That'll be Stephanie Paul for assessor, Frank Smith for sheriff and Corey Forsling for treasurer. For recorder, county recorder, we have two people who already work in the office, Greg Wolbach and Dallin Donaldson. And then we have school board candidates also running. In each school board district, we have three seats up, District 1, 2, and 3. For North Summit, District 1, we have one candidate, Susan Richens. District 2, two candidates, Whalen Bond and Walter Yates. District 3, we have two candidates, Clark Staley and Maggie Judy. Then we move on to the Park City School District. District 1, two candidates, Ann Peters and Susan Goldberg. District 2, we have three candidates, Andrew Kaplan, Eileen Gallagher, and Dave McFawn. District three, we have Danny Glasser, Wendy Davis, Crossland and Kathleen Britton. Then in South Summit, like I said, we have the districts one, two, and three. We also have district five running for a short term, just a two-year appointment, because that's um, somebody who the prior incumbent had withdrawn from the seat basically after taking office. So in district one, we have Wendy Radke and Wade Wollstenhume running for that seat. In district Two, we have four candidates, Dan Eckert, James Blazard, Garrett Carpenter, and Rex Anderson. District three, we have Linda Whitmore. And district five, we have Ty Metcalf.
0: That was a lot. Thank you for sharing. Yes. <laughs> it was a busy week. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be a busy okay. election season, it sounds like. Indeed. Um so let's get into the process. Candidates have filed, what happens next?
1: All right. So the next big event is March 5th. And there's you'll see as we talk, there's a lot going on on March 5th. Um, But for our office, the big thing happening on March 5th is the presidential primary election. It will only be for the Democratic Party. Um, March 5th will also be the caucus night for both the Democratic and Republican parties in our county.
0: Okay, I'll definitely have a question for you about caucus versus primary election, but first things first,
1: when are the ballots going to be mailed for the March 5th presidential primary? Yes. Um they will be mailed February 13th and should arrive locally around the 16th. And it is the standard process To, you know, to follow as far as voting, well, you can put them in a drop box by 8 p.m. on March 5th or mail them with a postmark of March 4th or vote in person at early voting on February 29th. It is a leap year. March 1st, 2nd or 4th or on Election Day, March 5th.
0: Okay, awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Those are important dates for
1: voters to mark now on
0: their calendars. So let's get back to primary election versus a caucus.
1: Do they serve different purposes? One purpose of both a primary and a caucus is to pick the candidates to represent the party on the general election, the November ballot. The Democrats will do that through a primary on March 5th, and the Republicans will do that through a caucus on March 5th. And that's for the president for that Position, So in that sense, they serve the same purpose. Where the difference comes in is that a caucus is used to also select local party leadership for the next two years. We don't do that in a primary election. Both Democrats and Republicans will be doing that on the evening of March 5th. And how do they do that? People will meet with their neighbors at the closest of three locations that break down more or less on school district lines North Summit, South Summit, Park City School District in Summit County. Um, At each of those locations, people split up into their precincts. Each precinct selects two people to be their delegates to the county party and two people to be their delegates to the state party. That pair of people will be the ones who cast votes at the county and state conventions over the next two years.
0: Okay. At a caucus, how do you know everyone in the room voting for representatives is part of that party?
1: First, whether party membership matters at the caucus is up to the party. The Democrats, for example, allow anyone who wants to participate in the caucus night to participate. They do like to make sure you are participating in the right precinct. The Republican Party, by contrast, limits participation to those who are registered as Republicans. They also want people to participate in the correct precincts. To help the parties do this, the clerk's office provides a voter list that includes name, party, and precinct. That list is not complete, however, because some voters choose to have their voter information withheld from the political parties, and so we don't provide their information to them. If you are on the withheld list and you show up the caucus and are trying to prove that you are registered, you can always pull up your own voter registration on vote.utah.gov and show that you are registered as a Republican, and then that solves that problem. Okay,
0: awesome. So after a caucus takes place and delegates are chosen, um, how do people who might not
1: have participated in the process find out who their delegates are? So they can call the party and ask whichever party they're trying to to connect with. And the contact information for each of those parties will be on their websites.
0: Okay, so there's a lot happening on March 5th. Is there anything
1: we're missing on this topic before we move on? March 5th also happens to be the last day for our office to verify signatures on petitions from unaffiliated candidates who want to be on the ballot. For county offices, they would need to get 300 signatures. So given everything our office will be doing on March 5th and the days leading up to that and everything going on for engaged voters, please get your petitions in and vote early. And I think we'll cover the signature process a little bit later on. Yes. So we've covered the caucus and the presidential primary. What happens next? All right. So then after that, the next thing that happens are conventions. The Democratic Convention for Summit County is on March 26th, and the Republican Convention for Summit County is on April 11th. The state Democratic and Republican conventions will happen on April 27th.
0: Okay. And why are conventions important? What what happens at conventions?
1: At the county conventions, the delegates will vote on what candidates they want to represent their party on the general election November ballot. If the delegates agree on who they want to represent them by sixty percent or more, then that person will be on the November ballot. With one caveat that I'll explain in a minute. Um, if the delegates are split on who should represent them, the top two vote getters go on the primary ballot in June, and there's and the voters decide at that point. So, what are the differences between state and local conventions? You mentioned that the state conventions are happening a bit later. Right. So the local conventions make decisions about the local level candidates, the county offices I mentioned at the beginning. The state conventions make decisions about the state and federal level candidates like state house and senate and governor and federal representatives and senator.
0: Okay, awesome. So how do delegate votes at the convention relate or interact with the signature process that you mentioned a bit
1: earlier that the candidates go through? Right. So that's the caveat I was talking about uh, in primaries. So even if a candidate gets 60% of the vote at the convention, they might still have to have a primary if One of their opponents got the required number of signatures on a petition seeking to have their name on the primary ballot independently of the convention process.
0: Okay. And so what is the required number of signatures? How many signatures would candidates
1: need? So for a countywide office, um, for the Democratic Party, they need 845 signatures. For a countywide office, for Republicans, it's 322 signatures. That sounds like a fairly large discrepancy. Why are those numbers different? This gets back to the open versus closed primary decision that the party makes. The number of signatures needed is a percentage of the possible votes a candidate could get in a primary. So in an open primary like the Democrats have, the number of signatures needed is a lot bigger than in a closed primary like the Republicans have. Okay, that makes sense. So when can candidates start collecting signatures? They can be collecting signatures now, as long as they checked that option when they filed for office. And people who want to support a candidate can ask them if they need signatures or need help collecting signatures.
0: And on the flip side, when is the deadline to
1: have those signatures collected fully and submitted? It has to be two weeks before the county convention for county candidates. So March 12th for the Democratic candidates and March 28th for the Republican candidates.
0: Okay. We've covered a lot. So before we move on, I just want to do a quick check-in to make sure our listeners and even myself understand what we've talked about. So to recap, on March 5th, a presidential primary election will take place for the Democratic Party to vote on their preferred candidate again for the presidential election. Right. The Republican Party has chosen not to pursue a full election for the presidential race, therefore bypassing the primary and using the caucus process to choose their preferred presidential candidate. Exactly. Also, on March 5th, both parties will host a caucus where they choose their delegates or representatives for the next two years. Mm-hmm. These are the people who will represent their party at the conventions that take place shortly thereafter. Each voting precinct gets two delegates per party. Correct. Okay. The purpose of the conventions is to allow the delegates chosen at the caucus to vote on what candidates they want to see on the general election ballot later in November. This election is for all races except the president. Presidential was voted back in March. Right. Okay. In fact. And the general vote for the president will take place in the general election in November. Yes. (laughs) If a local candidate gets 60% of the votes, they move straight to the general election in November unless their opponent went through the signature collecting process and collected the required number of signatures, in which case there will be a primary election. Yes. Does that all sound correct? It does. You've got it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So let's now move on to the June primaries. All right. When exactly are those happening?
1: Okay. So the June primary is June
0: 25th. Okay. When will ballots be mailed? When can voters expect those ballots
1: in their mailboxes? Ballots will be mailed on June 4th for the June 25th primary, and local voters should expect their ballots around June 7th. Okay. So if you're listening to this
0: now, mark your calendars for around June 4th to June 7th.
1: So primary elections are just to select who will move on to the general election. Yes. These elections, while not the final opportunity to vote on who is going to hold an office, they decide who the final candidates for that office will be. So when people don't like the choices they have in November, they better have voted in June, or it could be their own fault that a candidate did not make it to the November ballot. Also, where a district is heavily one-sided politically, the real winner is often decided in the primary. So it's super important to vote in this election, too, not just wait until November and decide that you're going to weigh in then.
0: 100%. Um, anything else voters should know about the primary?
1: Yes. In addition to partisan races, this year we have the three, we have three school board races that will have primaries Park City District 2, District 3, and then South Summit District 2. Local school board races are nonpartisan, so they don't go through the convention process. So to narrow down the candidates for those races to the two for the general election, we will have a primary. And Um, All the voters in the precincts that fall into those districts will get a ballot. And then the top two vote getters will end up on the general election November ballot. Awesome. So let's move on to the general election, the one that's happening
0: in November. What date is that occurring on? November 5th. Okay. And you already know what I'm going to (laughs) ask next. (laughs) When will the ballots be mailed slash when can voters expect those in their mailboxes?
1: Absolutely. Ballots will be mailed October 15th and people should expect to see them locally toward the end of that week, October 18th. Perfect.
0: And unlike the primaries, the general election ballot will have both the presidential and local races on it? Correct. Awesome. Okay. And that's really the process, right? So key dates for our listeners to remember are March 5th, which is the presidential primary for Democrats and caucus night. March 26th, which is the County Democratic Convention. April 11th, the County Republican Convention. April 27th, which are the state conventions. June 25th, the primary elections. And then November 5th, the general election. Is there anything we're missing, Eve? Yes. Yes.
1: Uh, Let's talk about the process for write-in candidates. For sure. Um, How does that process work? So if people want to run for office, but they didn't file at the beginning of January, they should pursue the unaffiliated candidate route while they still have time. That is the process we talked about that ends March 5th. After the March 5th deadline for unaffiliated candidates to get their name on the ballot, the next option, is by September 3rd to file as a write-in candidate. Write-in candidates don't get their names on the ballot. They get a blank line, and people have to write their name in. Okay. And what do candidates need to qualify to run as a write-in or unaffiliated? qualifications depend a little on the office. For example, a sheriff needs to be post-certified. That's peace officer standards and training. The assessor needs a state license or certification. But in general, they need to be a U.S. citizen, a registered voter in the district for which they are running, and they need to meet certain requirements if they were previously convicted of a felony. Okay, and is there a fee related to running for these offices? Yes, and it depends on the office. If people are running for council, that fee is $339.46. If they're running for recorder, treasurer, or assessor, the fee is $754.95. For sheriff, it's $501.55 because it's a two-year term rather than a four-year term. And for school board, it's $50 across the board. Other than school board, all of these quantities are, per- are percentages of what they will make when they're on- in office. Okay.
0: Awesome. So let's shift gears. I also want to talk about timelines or windows when folks can change their voter affiliation or even just register to vote in the elections this year.
1: Let's. The first window to change your voter affiliation actually closed last week on January 9th. There will be another window to change voter affiliation starting July 10th. Okay, and what about registering to vote? In terms of registering to vote, you can do so now through February 26th to participate in the presidential primary and or caucus process in March. If you are registered as unaffiliated now, or you are registering for the first time, you can still register as a Republican and vote in the Republican Party Caucus in March. If you wanna participate in the Democratic presidential primary or in the caucus, you just have to be registered to vote. Often parties will also accept voter registration forms at the caucus. And of course, people can register to vote at vote centers and vote in person. If you are not a registered Democrat and want to vote in a Democratic primary, you must request a Democratic ballot in writing.
0: Okay. How do you do that? How do you request a Democratic ballot in writing? All
1: right. So the easiest way to request the Democratic ballot is when you're registering to vote. There is a box that you can check to request to receive a Democratic ballot, and that's online at voter.utah.gov. In addition, we have a form available at summitcounty.info slash DemBallot, where you can select to receive the Democratic Party ballot. There are other party options available, but it is likely that those parties won't be having a primary. Okay, good to
0: know. So what about the rest of the year? Will there be more opportunities to register to vote?
1: Yes. Another window uh, to register to vote will open up on March 6th. The easiest way to register is on voter.utah.gov. We also have forms on our website that people can use at summitcounty.org slash elections. And then there's always the ability to register to vote when you come to early voting. We have you vote provisionally and you have to bring uh, identification that shows both who you are and where you live so that we can put you into the right precinct.
0: Perfect. And can you just explain quickly what voting provisionally means for our listeners?
1: Sure. So when somebody votes provisionally, it's because we don't have them registered in our system. And they need to bring two forms of identification, one showing who they are and the other showing where they live. And we need the opportunity to be able to verify that and to make sure they're eligible to vote. But we don't want them to lose that ability to vote. What they do is we have them put their voted ballot into a particular envelope that has that additional proof. We check the proof. If it matches, then we count the ballot. If we can't validate it, then we don't count the ballot. Great. So basically, voting
0: provisionally is just a way to allow people to vote with the condition that more information is required to validate their eligibility. Exactly. Okay, awesome. Thanks for sharing, Eve. Before we wrap up, I want to give our listeners resources for after this episode. Where can
1: they go to find information about elections? Okay, so the best resource is always going to be vote.utah.gov. We also have our website, which will have information specific to our county, and that's at summitcounty.org slash elections. And then we have an email or phone number that you can call or contact us at, and we will try and answer whatever questions you might have. So our email is elections at summitcounty.org. And our phone number is 435-336-3040. Awesome. And- you can always
0: follow the county's social media channels for more information and updates on all things elections as we move forward through this cycle. Our handles are at Summit County UT on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay, this has been a lot of information and we want to be clear that this is just meant to be a bird's eye look at this year's election process for our listeners. Eve and I will be back closer to each election with information on Dropbox locations, in-person voting locations, vote early dates, and details like that. So keep an eye and ear out for those episodes. But for now, I think that's it. Mm -hmm. Eve, thank you so much for being here and sharing all of this information to our listeners. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, and thanks to the listeners for caring. All right. That's all for now on Summit in Six. We'll see you next time.